Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This is the Best Hang Podcast featuring Max Kerman, Shane Cunningham, and I am Mike Bierman. Here's a secret you can pass it around. Here's a secret you can pass it around. My head in the clouds, hands who feet on the ground. Here's a secret you can pass it around. All right. Welcome to the Best Hang. I am Mike. We got Max. We got Shane. Fellas, what's going on on this fine day? Lots is happening. Yeah, why? What, um, like what? <laughs> well, I just got back from Vancouver. Oh, we know. Yeah. You stole our director, yeah, Max. We had a strict rule. Mark, just while we're shooting the show, just don't get sucked into Max's vortex and shoot a bunch of Arkell's videos. He looked me straight in the eye and goes, I promise I won't. I can't. I cannot be overwhelmed like that. Find out he's not only just shot one music video, he shot three music videos in two days in Vancouver. Yeah. Well, the problem is, is that the song that we were doing in Vancouver is with Tegan and Sarah. And probably a couple months ago, uh, Tegan and Sarah's manager, Christine, who's lovely, reached out saying like, hey, we want to shoot a video in Canada. Christine's American. Do you get any suggestions for directors that, you know, we're trying to make a bunch of stuff. We're not trying to spend a ton of money. We're on an indie label now. This is like, you know, the new generation of music. We just want to make like great looking content. Uh, and we're like, oh, we have the perfect guy, Mark Myers. He does literally everything and you don't have to pay him anything. He's the greatest. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and so, and Tegan and Sarah and I, getting to know them a little bit, they're, they're like us, like or I, we're like them in terms of they're very scrappy. Mm -hmm. They hustle. They have so many projects on the go. They like hang out with them. They make me look like feel so lazy. It's like they have a TV mm -hmm. show. Uh, about their teenage years coming out on Amazon and it'll be premiering at TIFF. They have, they're pitching like a documentary. They're pitching uh, their, their new record comes out in October. They're pitching a TV. Like they are, they're writing a book. They have a podcast. Like they have so many things on the go. Um, and they are so completely dialed in on every single one. So when they got their hands on Mark, they realized they could abuse Mark in the way that we abuse Mark. They're like, Oh, this guy oh, man. will just do whatever it takes to be excellent. And they sent him 
the nicest note. It was actually kind of sweet. Like um, the next morning. So we, so we filmed really late on uh, Monday night at a mall, not to give too much away about the music video with the song that we have together. But the next morning, Tegan went out of her way to send each one of us separately, like a long paragraph thanking us for our collaboration. So not only are they hardworking, they're also very gracious. But sorry, to answer your question, uh, yes, they stole Mark, not only for the Arkells, Tegan, Sarah song, but they were they banged out two more videos in the span of 48 hours. So yes, Mark, it, Mark is running on no sleep. I was sharing a room with Mark in Vancouver, and we probably got back to the hotel at 2.30 and he had to wake up at like 6 a.m. to take like an hour and a half Zoom call with you guys. So we're, we're all working, Mark, really, really hard right now. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> that whole, yeah, that whole thing good. didn't pump you up? Or do you- no, we need Mark. Are you not going to take him away for anything else? Because he can't say no to you. I know, I know. It's the free. It's the burden of the freelance artist because the worry is you find someone else. Like you say no to a project, then you find someone else mm-hmm. who's somehow even more accessible than Mark, and then you just use them forever. Yeah, well, the, he didn't get to do the uh, the the Will Forte video because he was unavailable. Then he probably feels so shitty about that, right? Like Mark, and like yeah. he normally would. Do, he would have come down to LA and do that video, but he was busy. And unfortunately, you know, Unzi did it and Unzi's the best. And and Mark did edit the video, so he was still involved. But yeah, you're right. That is the burden of the freelance artist. So who do you like yeah. better, Unsworth or uh, Myers? Oh, I, love, I love them both. Uh, but I will say- Love them both. Because you just said Unsworth is the best. No, no, I which mean- Mark, if he's listening, might take offense to No, no, to Unzi's that. the best, um, best hang, you know, uh, and, and, and very talented. <laughs> Even worse. Yeah. <laughs> No, but, but, you know, Mark. <laughs> no, he's just got a better personality. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, how are you guys holding up with Mark? Yeah, when I got on the Zoom call, you guys were just, like, talking about a, lo- a meeting, how Mark wouldn't shut the fuck up, trying yeah. to explain things and what he needs to do, right? I don't, you might be paraphrasing there, but, yeah, I just had a <laughs> meeting with him. And he fell asleep in the middle of the meeting as I was talking to him. He just, he, he, he closed his eyes and, and dozed. I was, I, 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 like he got in from Vancouver and we had to go over a bunch of stuff for these sketches that are starting early next week. And so he called me, he got home and then we ended up on the phone, like till about one 30 or two in the morning after he like got in, just cause I don't know when we're gonna have time to do it again. But the first thing I asked him before we even got down to sort of what we were there to talk about was like, how are you doing? This is a lot. Mm-hmm. It's overwhelming mentally to try and maintain <laughs> your creativity, but then also deliver on like a technical level and oversee a million things. And um, yeah, it's just a lot for a person's brain. And the thing is his ability to, to pull it off his sort of capacity, his bandwidth is incredible. But yeah, even like, yeah, Mark has his limits. So sometimes I'm just like, how you doing? Before we even talk about work. like I will say this though. In our hotel room, he was just like, hey, Max, I never got a chance to say thank you. I, I Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm like, what's up? And he's like, you told me quit Shopify, quit Shopify, quit Shopify. And now we're here in Vancouver making videos, doing the TV show with our friends. It's the best. So as much as it's crazy for him right now, we're doing him a favor by keeping him busy. So we're the good guys here. Yes. Right. The, yeah. The, the other thing is um, he must have been so tired because on the plane home yesterday, it was like the craziest fucking turbulence, like top five of all time of like, I just kill my, just kill me right now. Like, why well, I hate this so much. Mm-hmm. I turn around, Mark is sleeping. <laughs> Mark is like 
com- like completely knocked out. He's completely unbothered by the turbulence. So that's how tired he must have been to not be awake for this terrible thing that we we're all going through. Well, Mark considers himself to be a robot. I'm not sure if a lot of people know that, but he likes to think the way a robot thinks and that nothing can sway him in a frustrated direction. Mm. And he likes to just complete tasks. So uh, there's been times where I've spoken to him and like, can you handle this? He's like, I'm a robot. I like to think I'm a robot. So, yeah. So that's a bit of his ethos that helps him push through trying times and potentially maybe even help him sleep during extreme turbulence. Okay, I don't know this is out of school and maybe we'll have to delete this, but I made Mark (laughs) send me the note that Tegan sent to him because I just thought it was so sweet. I kind of want to read it. Comparing... Thank you. You're, pull- yeah. Wait, Wait, second, are you pulling it. You're pulling a Tony Hopkins. You're pulling or like, like you're pulling a breaking bad set. Anthony Hopkins moment right now from the last podcast. Oh, that's right. I forgot. About that. Wow. <laughs> With the caveat that we can always edit it out. Yeah. So my curiosity is peaked. Yeah. You're okay. like Go- Gomez or skinny Pete from the breaking bad yeah, that- cast right now. Let's, <laughs> let's hear it. <laughs> that Break is- it out. Okay. The first pair, the f- first sentence is all capital letters. Thank you for making three videos happen in two days. Mark, you're truly some sort of AI genius, and I'm so glad we were introduced to you. Yesterday was tough, but also such a blast. I cannot wait to see all three videos, and I just feel incredibly grateful to have your creative curiosity and technical skills attached to this record. It's such a special one. Although there will be no compensation for (laughs) your efforts. However, it's the creative work. No, 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 no. (laughs) It's such a special one for us. And the reintroduction of our band into the world is in part going so well because of your visual contributions to the music. We tease you a lot, but your investment in explaining and supporting the process is so meaningful. In 20 years, I don't think we've ever had a director like you. Truly. Safe travels today. And thank you again so much. What a note. He's the best. Yeah. That's a pretty good note. pretty, Pretty good note. Should, do you want me to read mine? What's your note? Like, now I'm curious. What did your note say? <laughs> no, no, we're not Same gonna, thing, we're just not, some words replaced. Uh, no, we're not going to go through each one. Um, but uh, yeah, but we, had, we, had a, we had a really good time in, in Vancouver. It was but a Max, short trip. I, I got you a just tell me Hold this. On. Was your note better or worse than that? Sorry, you no, asked. No, no, no. Answer Max's. You're better or worse. That's what the cup point was. I think Mark might have had the top note. I mean, they're all very excellent notes, but Mark, but, she, but also mm. Mark did the most for them too. So I get it. <laughs> what's your question so I, I my question is this is also like everything's connected and max you're you're an executive producer on this sketch show right mm-hmm. so my question yeah. is and I, as an executive producer who has you know you've 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 sourced locations you've helped in so many countless sort of un, un, un sort of numerous ways mm-hmm but like you taking, you taking Mark is taking an extreme, like, like a, a vastly important resource for our sketch show away from us. It is true. And yeah, that is, that is something I have to juggle and think about. Uh, I will say we did talk about the sketch show. We talked at breakfast in depth about the sketch show. And I, and I actually flagged some things I was a little worried about. I had some big questions that I wanted Mark's perspective on. So we, so we did have some mm. meetings about the sketch show. What are you worried about? Now I'm curious. That we're saving this for another time. Okay. Um, I was not actually worried about anything, but uh, no, but but I was asking lots of questions about it. And for you, how does it feel to be on the flip side in in a sense and be the mark? Because we are asking you to do quite a lot on this show for maybe not Max Kerman levels of pay. Oh, I love <laughs> it. This is you, a Canadian you know, sketch show. I mean, the, the, the problem is, is that, not the problem. I think the thing for all of us with any of this stuff is it's like, 
it's so much fun. Like I, I would probably pay to be involved. You know what I mean? Like I feel, I feel like that's the way I look yeah, at I'm things like, sometimes. Oh, hold on. Yeah. You're going to let me do some of the music. Like I will pay you a thousand dollars. Just let me do it. Let me do it. You know what I mean? So, and mm -hmm. I think, and Mark is kind of like that too. So, uh, no, no, we, uh, and, and also like having a help connects dots is my, one of my favorite things. It's like, Oh, you need to use the bar. Okay. You're going to use odds for a thing or like, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. Like I, I like to try to try to be helpful. So we do need some odds shirts. Is that hard to get? Because we want the waiters to be wearing Uniform. odds clothing. Is that uh, easy or hard? That's probably, as long as we have extra. Yeah, I think it should be okay. I'll ask Nick. I think it'll be okay. Okay. But, um, but yeah, actually it was kind of cool because um, I talked about um, the uh, Tegan and Sarah's show with them because they were on set. Do you know anything about their show that's coming out? It's uh, in the No, fall. news to me. It's about them growing up. Uh, that's all I know. Yeah, so it's basically about their teenage years, like kind of discovering themselves and their sexuality and starting a band as teenagers in twins, you know, gay twins in, in Calgary. And they wrote a book about it. And then they sold like the rights to their story to Plan B, which is Brad Pitt's production company. It's coming out through Amazon. Mm -hmm. So it's all very official. Um, so the showrunner and the director is Clay Duvall, who you might recognize from Veep. And she's been in lots of stuff. And they were telling me about just being on set. And, you know, because they're executive producers on the show. They're not acting on the show. But being there for for like 12 hours a day, just like watching it all happen, giving notes, interacting with the crew. You know, they, they help cast it. They help do everything. And I was thinking, I don't think I could do 12 hours a day as an executive producer though on the show. How do you think I, how, how would I, uh, how would I be on set for, for the dessert? Do you think, would I be annoying? Would I be helpful? Hmm. You might be able to do what, what do you think? An hour and a half before you just burnt out. <laughs> <laughs> You would need a special room if you are going to be on 12, like with a bed and some, I, I don't know, like New York Times materials or something. I don't know, <laughs> some podcasts time. playing. Yeah, maybe like a treadmill and like a little basketball hoop that you could <laughs> practice on a little bit. That's the only way I could see you on set for 12 hours. But yeah, you know, you have bursts of creativity and ideas and that bursts, mm -hmm. there's a there's a finite bandwidth to it where I think mm -hmm. 15 minute bursts where you can slide in and out. That's the kind of max we need. Yeah, I like that. But it's a powerful 15 minutes that you give. Mm. That's Yeah, you know, I heard a story recently from a friend who had the opportunity to work with Pharrell, the, the producer. And mm -hmm. what Pharrell does is he has a big mansion and he has like four different studios in the mansion. And in each studio has a different like producer engineer in there working with like the biggest artist in the world. And he just hops around from room to room. And I think that'd be my my strength. I just need like, Three or totally. four different rooms where I'm bouncing around. I think that'd be cool. Have you ever read the book Four Hour Work Week? I've heard of it. I've never read it. I feel like you'd be good at that, where it's just you put all of your energy in one week into four hours, and you could still probably achieve the same that someone could with a 40 hour work week. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a lot of uh, fucking around at a 40 hour work week that people don't even realize they're doing. Yeah. Anyway, enough about me. Uh, how's it going um, with you guys? You, any, any, have you had a chance to? To play, I know it's been a lot of work lately. Uh, what's going yeah. on? I did chore choreography for uh, <laughs> fighting a dinosaur on the weekend. How'd that go? And I'm fighting that dinosaur tomorrow. It's it's good. It's tough. Just throwing a simple kick is is difficult for me, but I do have a stunt double. Who's your stunt but double? It is, it is fun, and it feels like play. Um, well, his name's Alex. Okay. Uh, he's going to be doing some of the kicks, and then we have a parkour guy. I'm not sure of his name, and he's going to be doing some of the like flips and turns and things like that. 
Who's better looking, you or it's your fun. stunt double? <laughs> um, it's hard to say, and it's really hard to gauge yourself because I always look at myself in uh, maybe the best light. Sometimes it's the worst light, but sometimes it's the best light because you make a mirror face, right, when you're in the mirror. Mm-hmm. So you kind of never see your face, how it truly looks. It looks how it yeah. does when it's posed, when you're <laughs> sucking in your cheeks a little. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm probably better looking than I am in the mirror. But when I see myself on video, I'm always like, Hey, I'm, I'm so much uglier than I actually am. Mm. So it's hard. I'm, I'm going to say just this guy. He's, he's a different ethnicity than me too. So we don't look comparable. It's not like a typical stunt double okay. where we look a lot alike. Um, yeah, he's handsome though. I don't know. Mike, it's tough. I'll, I'll say me. I'll say me. He hasn't seen him. I Mike hasn't seen, seen him. Okay. I'm going to say me though. And this is no insult because I'm very handsome. So it's uh, no insult <laughs> to the sun. <laughs> Joking, of course. Max, Shane brings up an interesting point about when people see themselves on camera. You've obviously mm-hmm. been seeing yourself on camera and music mm-hmm. videos and other spots for many years. Uh, do you, do you have that still? Or do you always, like, how do you feel when you see yourself on, on camera? I'm not as impressed with my profile as I, as I want to be. So mm. like straight on, like the video that we just shot with Tegan and Sarah, I, I like myself straight on, but then to the side. And then also just the problem is being around Mark Myers. He just has the craziest jawline you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And then, and, th- and then yeah. you look, so you're kind of looking at him admiring his jawline the entire time. And then you look at playback and then you see your own jawline from a profile view and you just feel like shit, you know? So I'm okay with myself, but to Shane's point, you know, when, when you're filming yourself or looking in the mirror or whatever, or doing a selfie, you, you're like, oh, I'm pretty hot because you're doing it exactly and you're pouting exactly the right way. You know what I mean? But, yeah, totally. But, 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 but sometimes when you catch yourself, like if somebody's like videoing you, you know, at a party or something like that, or just like, and then they catch you from like the wrong angle and your body's not as like tight as it should be or whatever, you know, then you're like, yeah. It's like, uh, have you ever had an experience where you're in a change room at like a Walmart or something and they have those three-way mirrors where you could see every side of your (laughs) face? That is like seeing yourself for the first time. It's like hearing your voice on an answering machine. Mm. For me, because I'm not a, a side profile person at all. Like <laughs> compared to Max, I'm like the worst side profile person. That's not true. But that was quite alarming when I, when <laughs> I realized the way I look from the yeah. side profile. I think I was I had like PTSD for probably up two months. After I saw myself, it's the first time you saw your ashless pants in action. Actually, you'd, if, you'd always been wearing yes. them <laughs> and the hair on my butt, <laughs> I, that too. I used to think I had a hairless butt and then someone filmed me. Uh, I was doing a skit where I had to like moon or something. Yeah. And then I, I realized I can never show my butt yeah. again. And that's another thing. I have to do a sketch where I do show my um, my butt a little bit. And it's, I'm wondering, it's probably funnier if I'm, if I don't shave, maybe it's funnier if I do have a shaveless butt, <laughs> but yeah, the, the things like that, seeing any part of your body on camera that you don't normally see can be jarring. Oh, yeah. Mikey, uh, how are you doing? I'm great. I, I, I'm trying, I'm trying to be aware of like, you know, the 60% threshold of me talking on these podcasts and I like it more when you guys talk. So, uh, how, do you have anything for me? I can keep talking, but I want to make sure that you get a chance. 
it's it's the same boat, you know, just like uh, like a lot of work. I was in Toronto yesterday, actually, uh, like doing there's like a cartoon sketch that we're doing. So we were like laying down like an mm. audio bed for the performance. So we have this uh, reoccurring character in the sketch show named Dr. Hong. So it was like first time working with that actor because his his character appears in this cartoon. Um, actually, our good friend Paul Moncrief is going to be animating it. Uh, oh, he's overseeing cool. the animation. So anyway, I don't think that's, that's cool. giving away too much. Uh, but now we're lucky to have him. Thank God for Paul. Totally. So I was in Toronto sort of working on that. And um yeah. So it's just like everybody's, you know, between like Shane and John and myself and Mark, it's like everybody's kind of working on something all the time uh, because there's just, we need to do almost 50 sketches and deliver this thing at a certain date. And so it's like literally takes all hands on deck. So you just, we all have to be a bit Mark Myersy, but it's also interesting because, you mm-hmm. know, from Shane's point of view, He's, you know, in this leadership role, he's overseeing everything. A lot of the sort of final say goes to Shane, you know, this really is sort of the Shane is the show is of him uh, and his sort of, um, you know, his, his sensibilities and his tastes. And then obviously we have, unless it fails, in which case it's a full, <laughs> yeah, that's every, you know, every, every, yeah, you, you get know. all the credit and then you share the blame. That's how these things go. Yes. Um, but yeah, so, you know, he's wearing a lot of hats, but then he also has to learn a million lines. Like we were rehearsing a sketch I'm directing that is sort of like an intense, you know, argument is part of the bit. And so we were at my place with Shane and Bella, who's one of the stars of the show. And we're running this thing and we're running this thing. And I'm just like, I was thinking, I'm like, fuck, I'm like, Shane's make, you know, Shane's answering questions about like shit, like that is like producer level stuff that you don't want to think about if you're the performer, but then he also has to learn pages and pages of dialogue, then act as different characters in multiple different sketches. So I, I, you know, as much as like, everybody is sort of working. I'm always like, oh man, Shane's really got to sort of shift his brain a million different ways multiple times a day. <laughs> we can hear Max sending an email in the background. <laughs> no empathy for Shane's plate. Just he's already tuned out. Max, we can hear your keyboard <laughs> sorry, sorry, typing. I just had to get back Very to one well. quick thing. Sorry, sorry, sorry. This, guys, I'm sick of this 60% Max show ratio. Mike, tell me a story. He puts on the glasses where the eyes are just open, sleeping? takes a nap, yeah. starts typing. It's nap time. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, everybody's, uh, everybody's busy, but you know, it's fun. It's a labor of love. Have you had a chance to go out and have a drink? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Shane, you, that's not to say we're not drinking at yeah. home, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's- after, you know, our kids go to bed. Um, no, cause actually after our kids go to bed that I come down to the office and I'm like, I basically have to knock out work. It's just like, it's hard to find time. I'm trying to think though. When was the last time? Well, I guess the last time I kind of hung out was with, uh, with your old roommates, Jay Kelly and Mike D'Angelo. Yeah, and, okay. uh, that, that was Dickinson. like four pods ago or something. But I will say, okay. So the one thing we do have on the horizon is so like this bachelor party for my brother that mm-hmm. is happening, you mm-hmm. know, like a week from now, back when this was like planned months and months ago, when the sketch show is, we didn't know when we were shooting it, shooting days were changing. So we just, we booked it cause it was a weekend that worked for Greg and then everybody kind of got on board. It is now like in probably the absolute worst spot that like, cause me, Shane, John and Mark, like basically like, you know, like we're all going on this trip. Um, and so it's like, everything comes to a grinding halt for like three days while we go drink our faces off and then come back. <laughs> and you know, like it's, it's, so I'm simultaneously looking forward to it, but also like you can't, it's not the most free thing in the world. Cause you're like working right up until we jump on a plane and then you come back and immediately go back to work. Whereas like, you know, that's fine. What I'm getting at though, is I think that within our group, you know, the champagne boys, cause there's 23 guys going on this trip. 
dudes have different levels of like, you know, when it comes to like COVID, let's say, you know, different tolerance levels, you know, like at, at this point, most people are, you know, they're going out, they're sort of living their lives. It is what it is. But I think everybody is so terrified to get COVID before this trip mm. that they shut it down. It's like, they don't shut it down for like family events or things like that. But when a trip like this is on the horizon, guys are spooked and they're like, I don't want to be the dude that has to miss the trip because I got COVID. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I haven't, I haven't had time to think about that as much. Luckily, I think I got COVID recently. So I think I'm within a, you know, you think you month got COVID, window you of know? having it. Well, I went to a cottage and everyone at the cottage ended up getting COVID except for me. Mm. So my thought is, even though I was testing myself a lot, maybe I got COVID before that and I became immune to it because I was the only person at this cottage that didn't get it out of 12 people or so. Mm. So, and I was, you know, around these people. So I think I might be immune or maybe I've had it so many times that COVID is just like, <laughs> like they just it can't bother with me. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I think, I think I've had it quite a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, how many times do you think you've had it, Max? Like five, six? Yeah, I've had this weird <laughs> cough uh, for the last like month. And maybe it's, I heard, maybe it's I didn't long, want to say anything. Maybe it's yeah. long haul COVID, but I, I've tested it and it's been totally fine. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Actually, mm -hmm. um, speaking of uh, testing for COVID, uh, I've told Shane this already, but I, I can get into detail with, with Mike. Uh, I, I had to get tested for COVID for a very uh, interesting reason. Do you want to know why, Mike? I do. Oh. I got to go. Sorry, I was just, I was fake <laughs> typing. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> so I got, I got to go on set for the new Adam Sandler uh, movie. I know I texted you about this, but I, but I didn't really tell mm. you about it. Did, did Shane tell you about my experience with Adam Sandler? I didn't know. I, did, I just knew you were on set. And I'm very curious to know how this even came about. So give, give, us, okay. give, give the listeners the story. So I'm at the Dua Lipa concert. I'm in the 200 uh, level, the suite area. I'm walking down the hallway, running to my friend, Matt, who works at MLSC. Matt's with a uh, young woman. She's very excited to meet me. She's like, oh my God, she's sort of freaking out. I'm like, oh, cool. She wants to you know, say hello. I'm like, oh, what do you do? She's like, I'm Adam Sandler's assistant. 
I'm like, mm. what? I'm like, that's cool. I'm like, well, what do you mean? She's like, yeah, he's filming a movie in Toronto. I'm his personal assistant. I'm like, that is a very cool job. Like, you know, and she, she's, she's from Toronto. So she thinks like, you know, she's meeting Bono, right? You know, so she's oh, like, oh, you're Bono God. in this scenario. Yes, I'm Bono. In oh, this okay. Thing, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And um, her name's Carol. Could not be nicer. You know, she's sort of an actress, comedian, and she's doing this gig with Adam Sandler sort of like on the side and taking care of his his family, basically, and all of his personal stuff while he's in Toronto filming. And if you've been following uh, Twitter, social media, TikTok, whatever, Adam Sandler's out and about. He's playing a lot of basketball. He's doing this and that. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. She goes, oh, if you ever want to you know, come meet him or he plays basketball all the time. Maybe you want to play basketball with him. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do all those things. So fast forward the next week, uh, I have to drop off my uh, book club Maddie's car because I board book club Maddie's car uh, to drive to the Nick Nurse uh, golf tournament. I don't have a car. Matt, let me use the car. She's, uh, you know, everyone knows uh, the Sandler's in Yorkville a lot. So I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm going to be going through Yorkville because book club Maddie doesn't live too far from there. What are you guys up to? She goes, oh, I'm heading to set right for four o'clock. Do you want to come by? I could probably sneak in. So I'm like, I would love to go. So I'm like, Ash, we're going to see Adam Sandler. So basically we get to set. It's uh, Netflix has a lot by Cherry Beach, like in the East End, you know what I'm talking about? Like we're in that sort of like no man's land yeah, construction totally. build. And um, they're just breaking for lunch. So basically it's a totally empty set and it's just Adam Sandler and his writing assistant there. So it was like kind of like the perfect time to meet him. And she goes, oh, this is Max from Arkell's. He also needs to like kind of talk to a doctor. He's having like some hip issues. So I put him in touch with uh, my friend, David Lawrence, who's the Blue Jays team doctor. I was like, oh, I got the perfect doctor for you. Doctor for the Blue Jays. No problem. And then you hooked Adam Sandler up with a hip doctor. Maybe <laughs> I, I kind of did. Wow. Pretty good, right? That's, That's impressive. Cool. Yeah. So then, um, you know, he asked if we're, if we're going on tour, he's, he, he does a very, um, good thing. If you're Adam Sandler is he's very, very nice to you and anybody he meets, but he's always walking away as he's having the conversation. I was just going to say, he seems like a fade away guy. Oh yeah. He's always he's like his, his tonation seems like it's going forward, but his body's going back. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's doing that. So he, he, you know, but he, and he stops and chats for a minute, but he's always sort of walking away. But he makes an effort to even like stop as he's walking away, point at Ash going, hey, good to meet you. So then we, um, they break for lunch. We're kind of talking to some more of the crew. Uh, what's his name? Luis Guzman. You know that actor? He's there. Oh, yep. wow. Yes, of course. Yeah. And uh, there's no secret that the movie's called, uh, um, no, you're definitely not invited to my bat mitzvah. So basically it's like the bat mitzvah wars of uh, New York City Jewish families. Um, but like which which 13 year old can have the biggest and best bat mitzvah. His daughter's in the movie. He's mm -hmm. in the movie. But anyway, um, they come back to set after lunch and they set Ash and I up in those tall director chairs. We have <laughs> tall director chairs. Did they have time to laser your name on the chair? Or? <laughs> not quite, not quite. Um, but for Bono, they would have. <laughs> that's right. But, and they set us in front of monitor world and we're getting to watch scenes. It's very cool. We're like, and then, it, and Sandler is behind us watching the scenes in like monitor village, like probably seven feet behind us. And every time there's a cut, he walks by us, makes a joke and then walks to set and tells his daughter who's in the scene, gives him some direction. So, and, and like, he's just kind of like being very funny and very sort of Adam Sandlery in every possible way, kind of talking to that gruff voice. 
then on his way back one time, I'm like, hey, what um, what kind of music are you listening to these days? Because somebody said that Adam does a lot of the like music choices and he's got great taste in music. And he goes, oh, you know, I was just in Paris filming a movie and I got really into French music. I just love French music. I don't know what they're saying, but I love it. I'm like, that is me. That's all I've been listening to. And actually to the point where we wrote a French song and we performed it in Montreal this weekend. And I don't know what I was saying, but and he's like, did the locals, the locals must've fucking loved it. And he kind of like, wow, he, he sort of like dialed in because and then we start talking about our favorite French artists. And to Shane's point, it's just Serge Gainsbourg, right? Like if you're just like, do you like French music? <laughs> of course. And then yeah. I go, Serge Gainsbourg? He goes, love Serge Gainsbourg. <laughs> and then he's like, and I'm like, Bonnie and Clyde, which is the one Serge Gainsbourg song that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, Bonnie and Clyde. I'm like, Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, Bonnie. And then Adam Sandler starts going, Oh, Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde. And so I'm just singing with Adam Sandler. Oh, hilarious. And, and it was the best. And um, and then I was like, to your point about 15 minutes, Shane, I was like, you know what? Burst of energy. Go in, sing with Adam Sandler. Get the hell out. And then we left. And it was, you got and, an, it was and you have an EP credit now on the film? some good work yeah (laughs) were you ready to get nick nurse on the facetime (laughs) and pull the famous move from his movie no but to be honest um that was another thing i got to talk to him about because i got to hang out with dr j at the nick nurse event julius irving julius irving was just in hustle so So lowry and so was Larry. So then I go to, so in, in our conversation with Sandler, I'm like, oh, I was actually just hanging out with Julius Irving. It was the coolest thing ever. And he, and we talked about that for a bit. So I did manage, I didn't get Nick Nurse on FaceTime, but I did manage to uh, get that in there. Man. Do you think you'll ever see Adam again? I, I think so. You know, I think uh, maybe I'll go, go by set again before he leaves. Now that I'm, and you mentioned the sketch show to oh, him. I did mention the also. sketch show to him. Cause I was like, oh, by the way, I'm doing, I'm, it's just, by the way, it's just cool to be like, I'm producing a sketch show. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm doing like, yeah. I'm not doing it. It's good to have in your back pocket. You know, like obviously I'm helping with the music and I'm helping a few, with a few things uh, like, you know, coordinating, but you guys are doing 97% of the work. I'm doing about 3% of the work, but it's just cool to be like, yeah, no. I'm an EP on, just, just saying I'm an EP. <laughs> it's fucking cool. <laughs> it, yeah. I'm an EP on a sketch. Um, oh, and I go, Hey, Bruce McCullough, you know, kids in the hall. He's, he's my co-EP or whatever the fuck I said. <laughs> uh, was Adam impressed? Uh, I don't know if he was impressed, but he asked what it was called. He's like, oh, cool. Whoa, what's it called? I was like, it's called The Dessert. It's coming out on Crave this year. So, was, What did he think about that title? Because Bruce wasn't all that impressed with the title know, until you know, we explained to him what it meant. I don't know how many people love the title. <laughs> okay. Well, it's you came up with it pretty much, Max. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> no, no, the title is good. Um, but actually, speaking of Bruce and speaking of the sketch show, I was thinking about this because Book Club Maddie uh, criticizes me for this. And we've talked about this a little bit before. Is that how, I'm, how I have no chill, how I just ask anybody for anything at any point. So basically, as I mentioned last week on the pod, Durs from, I think uh, this is important, slash workaholics, it was in Vancouver. Bruce McCullough, our buddy, uh, who's going to be involved in the sketch show. I don't think it's too early to say that. He has been in Workaholics. He knows Durs. So without thinking, I just I email Bruce. I'm like, Bruce, if Durs is in Vancouver, I'm in Vancouver. My buddy keeps running into him. Can you connect us? I'd love to meet Durs. And nothing happened from that. Uh, but but Bruce was like, oh, okay, let, let me try. So And, and I, by the way, I gave him about mm-hmm. 12 hours notice to try to connect these dots. And the Durs might not even actually be in Vancouver, like because who knows if he was actually still filming. 
Um, yeah. And then I was like, I was like, and then, so that didn't work. And I was like, Max, am I being too keen? Like, did I need to email Bruce McCullough to, to, to get me connected to, to Durs? And then, and then I was thinking back to Oshiega and I, I did another kind of crazy thing. I didn't even tell Ashley about this, but Tavlo was, you know, the artist Tavlo, she was on stage before us. She's, and she mentioned she's from Sweden and I was watching the set. I was like, wait a second, we're playing ABBA. They're from Sweden. Maybe Tavlo will come mm. up and do an ABBA song. So then I'm like, she's off stage. I'm grabbing a guitar to warm up. I happen to be passing by her. I'm like, hey, Tavlo. I, I think that's how you say her name. I'm like, hey, we're playing the next band. She doesn't know me from Hole in the Wall, by the way. I'm like, we're doing ABBA. Want to come up and join us? And she's just kind of like sort of startled. <laughs> and she's just, what did she say? She's like, oh, well, I mean, I didn't just yell at her like that. I mean, I kind of established a bit more of a rapport. And she's like, uh, I don't know if I know all the words to that song, which is a good out. And I'm like, okay, well, if you want to come up and do the chorus, she's like, okay, I just got off stage. Let me, let me think about it. Let me come right back to you. And then I never saw her again, <laughs> but I'm just like, why do I like, sometimes it works, but sometimes I think of myself like Max, like, stop it. Just stop. Oh, it. see, I thought you were going the other yeah. way with this. I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to provide examples of how it worked out. And you sort of like, see Matt, but this is a self-reflective moment. Yeah. This is a self-reflective moment. Normally mm. I'm like, Matt, I'm right. Get out of my way. Look at all these things that we've, we've, we've created. I was just on set with Adam Sandler, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? I'm friends, you know, all these things. But, uh, but then I was thinking sometimes I go, yeah, maybe Matt's right. You know? Mm-hmm. He's right. But it works. For oh you. yeah. You can never take away this power that you have. It's sometimes it's annoying to people, but it's going to help you more than it's going <laughs> to hurt. Shane's, Shane's big philosophy. Oh, Shane and I, you know, we talked about this before, but we've sat, sat back to back for more than a decade. So you spend eight hours a day together and we've had a million conversations as we've grown over the years and talked about how can we do things better? How can I be a better person? What am I, all this stuff. And Shane kind of always defaults to like, you can improve yourself, but it's like, you are who you are. So if you're like, oh, I don't want to be so like boisterous in a social setting anymore. It's like, you can do that maybe a couple times, but your, your nature is always going to eventually uh, creep back up. It's who you mm-hmm. are. And so Max, even if you were to try to quell your instinct to sort of be extra, I guess we'll use as the word. Mm-hmm. It's like, how could you? I guess it's who you are. It's who mm-hmm. you've been since you were 15 and like emailing Glenn Grunwald, the gym of the Raptors and mm-hmm. getting in and, you know, trying yeah. to get a Vince Carter interview or whatever that was. So it's like, I don't know. You can't change who you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if, if I go to a party and I'm like, I'm going to pretend I'm charismatic here (laughs) for the first 15 minutes of the party, I'm going to like all my shyness. I'm going to hide. If these people don't know me, they don't know this isn't my nature. I want to see what happens. People are so good at telling if you're being authentic that it just reads false. Mm -hmm. So you have to be yourself. And if you were just trying to contain yourself, you'd be (laughs) about to explode. I think you need to just go out there and do your thing. And it's going to fail a smaller and smaller percentage of time as you keep rising in fame. Mm. So and this is why you're rising, too. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, there's a correlation there. Okay, other uh, topic subject. Have you guys ever um, taken, uh, okay, you know, when you're at the airport and uh, they're like, oh, this flight is oversold if you're able to give up your seat. Mm. Uh, Yeah, they come out with like a novelty check and they're like, who wants 500 bucks to not go on this flight, right? Yeah. Have you ever taken them up on that? I'd love to, but they've never asked me. I've never Mm. been asked. Yeah, I wouldn't So we we had a wedding on, uh, the the Arkells had a wedding on Saturday. Uh, in Buffalo, congrats, yeah. in New York. Thank you. 
um, our friend uh, Tim and Megan. Shout out to them. Uh, it was an awesome time. And Ellicottville just brought me back to our uh, our old stomping grounds and how we had the best time ever in Ellicottville. Um, but anyway, what were you going to say, Shane? I was just going to like how, best 15 minutes of your life. Like how long were you at the wedding for? How much can you tolerate at a wedding? Oh, yeah, no, I was there probably <laughs> from like, you know, 530. It was a short ceremony, 530 to like 1130. It was great. So wait, no. the whole band was there though. So you were playing it. No, no, no. It was a non-work event. It was, it was oh. just all pals with Tim and he invited us and we went down. We just so had the real weekend off. Yeah. Oh, wow. There you go. Exciting. It never happens. It was very unusual, but it was very cool just to spend time with the band in like a non-work setting. And it was just like, everybody was there. It was great. It was very cool. Um, did you end up going on stage there though? Was not even like at a, any point? Uh, it was just a DJ. No, wow. no, no, no. Cause the only other time I saw you at a wedding, you ended up <laughs> taking over the stage. They had a band, like a cover band and you got on and started singing and pointing. And I, I made a little video of like how you can't help. It, yourself was, it, was, also, it was a, it was a Beatles cover band and they had a very specific set <laughs> yes. that Max didn't, Max was going to get involved no matter what. I can't remember what you jumped up for, but it, it, yeah, it definitely disrupted their flow. I'm not going to lie. I did uh, text Donnie and Tim, Donnie's Tim's best friend. And I, I, I did ask, is there going to be a band there thinking I'm like, Oh, this would be an amazing moment. Our Kells will get up on stage and do a song, <laughs> but there was just a DJ. There. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so, but Ash and I had to get to the airport, uh, so we drive home from Ellicottville, pack our shit, get to the airport, get on the flight, go to Vancouver. Um, but we didn't actually have to be there until the, the shoot wasn't until the evening of the next day. So when they announced WestJet, they announced um, this flight is oversold. If we have like, two volunteers to give up their seats, you know, you could be calm. And then I was like, normally we're in a rush to get somewhere. But I was like, I really don't want to fly right now. At least, you know, when your brain is muddled, you can't really make good decisions. And we were both like kind of tired. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, we could take the, we could take the money and help West shed out a bit. And okay. So then Ash basically, you know, I was like, okay, I don't mind waiting another. Helping West jet out is uh, one of the uh, motivating <laughs> factors. I like that. Gotta help the West jet. You know, I, I, and we could get money, I guess. <laughs> it, was, it was an act of charity. Um, so then Ash goes up to the guy who's, who's organized. He's this like Irish guy, Declan and Declan pulled some like, like negotiator moves that I've never really seen before. Can you do his voice for us, actually? He's like, okay. Yeah. Is- <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, it's like a box. Of- no, that's voice dumb. Um, the- so she's just like, hey, we're kind of interested. Like, what's the deal? And he goes, thanks very much. Sit down. I'll come right back to you. And then she's kind of like intimidated. And she's, and then, and then she's like, well, uh, can you tell me about, he's like, we'll take care of you. And then just sort of like walks away. And then, but we still haven't like signed off on what the thing is, right? Like, it's like, mm-hmm. if he's offering us 200 bucks, we're not going to do it. But if he's like offering us a thousand bucks, then we're like, okay, maybe we'll do it. But he just kind of keeps, he doesn't make eye contact with us. He's like this big Irish man. And he just keeps on saying, we'll take care of you and walks away. So like, uh, well, do you know when the next slide is? Don't worry, we'll take care of you. And then eventually they didn't have to, uh, bump us. They just like, Oh, it turns out they actually did have room and it was fine. But I was thinking, I was like that, that job of negotiator at the airport for free, for free tickets. And like, would be a really interesting job because people, because like sometimes you're at the mercy of the, of the people that are demanding more and more money. Because like if they, if they need to bump you and you're like, I'm not going to get bumped unless I get $1,500. You need to have the right 
power and negotiating skills. It's like, you can't just be like a normal attendant. That's not what you're trained for. There's like psychological warfare happening here between the person who's getting bumped and the airline. And I was just thinking, I was like, that's kind of an interesting job. Uh, as a nego- mm-hmm. have you, do you guys think you'd fare well as a negotiator for an airline in that kind of situation? Everyone is always hot and bothered at the airport. Not hot and bothered, just bothered at the airport. <laughs> maybe maybe well, you're hot and bothered. I think this man's strategy, this strategy was interesting because it would seem like if they actually needed you to not go on the flight, you keep dangling the carrot of, oh, something's going to come. Well, don't worry, we'll sort you, we'll sort you. Then the plane's kind of taking <laughs> off and it's like, okay, yeah, here's your gift certificate. <laughs> so you wait till it's too late where the people can complain all they want. And then you act like, oh, sorry, I thought you said you wanted this. And then you act all confused. Seemed like he was going to do that. Yeah, well, he definitely like, and, and the plane was starting to board and it was like, and we were in zone two and we're like, well, Either we're going to take the deal now and know what it is, or we want to get on the plane right now because I want to make sure my luggage gets a spot. So he's kind of like holding us in purgatory, but like we couldn't really do anything yes. about it. It was a real power move. I was like, I guess well, whatever. Under When you're under duress mm. and there's a time limit, yeah. that's the best way to negotiate when you're in the power position. Yeah. I think those jobs too, you have to be somebody that one, enjoys the power to, like you get something out of it beyond what you get paid as an employee because like, oh, I'm saving a big corporation some money by negotiating. But I like you must like like sort of the the power you have over people. You must really get something out of it because it's like you couldn't pay me enough as like someone that works at like WestJet. I'm not going to give a shit about saving a couple hundred bucks for WestJet in a negotiation where I'm going to crush some family's vacation. Like it's like there's you really need to be a certain type of person, I think, mm-hmm. for it to be worth it. Like I would just dis- I would hate that job job. It would suck. I would build a narrative for every like couple or family or people I had to bump. I would feel stressed out. I'd be trying to like help certain people out. I don't want to play God on the airline who gets to their destination. Who doesn't, who am I trying to rip off with a fucking gift certificate? Who am I giving the $1,500 to? I hate it. I hate it all. I hate it. Yeah. Who would be Just good? Just don't oversell the flight. I know. I think I I could be good at it, but like in a jokey way, like Mike has taken that really serious, that job. And like the stakes are so high that it makes me not want it. But if I took it lighter and it was someone like younger people are usually without kids, people who aren't encumbered, people who are just going on a vacation to explore for a long period of time who aren't in a rush, I'd get those people and I'd be like, okay, let's face it. Nobody's getting rich here, but you know, we'll, we'll give you a little, a little something, something and just have fun like that and be charming in that fun, sarcastic way. Mm. And I think the job could work, but if I had to actually pick a family and they have all this luggage and screaming kids and I'm holding them back from going on the flight, then the job's not as fun. But I would like to think there's always a max in the crowd who has kind of a personality that even if you get pissed off, you'll be like, okay, you screwed me, but give me my 200 bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was, I, I, I was, cause I think he at one point mentioned 500 each, which I was like, that's pretty mm-hmm. sick. I think that's the norm kind of. Yeah. But then I was like, wait a second, we have a hotel room in Vancouver that is already paid for. Mm-hmm. And, and I said to him, I was like, and that's what I said. I said, listen, we got a hotel room, $500 hotel room. We we're starting at a thousand each, my friend. And then he kind of just walked away. <laughs> you left that part out yeah, of the story. Yeah, you said that. That's important. <laughs> oh, I did say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No wonder the eye contact stopped. <laughs> yeah, but he was just kind of like doing that right from We're the get-go. We're starting at a thousand, my friend. <laughs> Declan just walks away. <laughs> well, um, 
Do, do we have any friends that would be good in that role? I'm trying to think like if we have anybody who's like cut I out see, I could see Birchill doing that. I mean, it's like, you know, I just think like if he had to do that job for a day, I think he could manage it. Like I've seen him work a hectic door at Absinthe when there's like 50 people waiting to get in and him managing mm-hmm. and playing God and picking and choosing and trying to calm some <laughs> people down and managing others. I think he could handle like a situation like that pretty well. He can also get people instigated, though. Like, all right, calm down, we get it. You want to go on your trip? I think I think Sean Dawson could be good I mean, at say it Sean, he can, because he yeah. seems he's very well spoken. He has like an air of authority. He's also a good negotiator. Like as a realtor, you have to be able to like be assertive and be a good negotiator. I think he'd be good at it. Well, he can, he's also, he could, if he knows you're not getting on the flight and it's like a couple that's like, we really need to connect. Like we have a hotel on our third stop. Like this is so important. Sean could look at you and be like, yeah, he's like, we're doing everything we can. He's like, we're going to come back around you and I'm pretty, you're going to, I'm going to do everything I can to get you on the flight. As the flight's already taking <laughs> off. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, it's flying by in the background. They don't listen sometimes. <laughs> oh. Cause yeah, like, you know, Sean's been everyone's roommate here and no matter whose fault it is sean can make you convinced that it's always your fault the problem and it's it was all like if if his dog ate all your shit it's like oh well shane you can't leave it at, on, in your room with the door locked like that fab knows how to operate the door so it's uh, he's learned how to pick locks he's very yeah. charming in that he's way very very charming. and infuriating <laughs> Yeah, like I think over time you kind of realize that Sean can actually make you angry. But if he's just dealing with you that first time, he could make you do anything, I think, <laughs> and feel happy about it. So, yeah, Sean wins. Yeah. Can I ask one question yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. about back to looks? Because we never talked Mike looks mm. here. Now, you have a man bun right now. <laughs> and I'm curious, is that back in? Because the man bun went through this awesome period where it was you could be handsome, have a man bun and be fine. And then it got into a period where you were considered to be like a douche or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's almost like um, how the mesh back hat went through a period of popularity. <laughs> then it was reserved for people like Von Dutch yeah. hat where it was uncool and it was like kind of douchey. Where does the man bun sit right now and how comfortable are you out in public sporting one? Great question. Uh, so yeah, I'm growing my hair. My hair is long, just like, why not? You know, who knows uh, how long you have your hair for. So you might as well enjoy it while it's here and flowing. Uh, I think we can say you'd have it for life probably maybe, though. Maybe, maybe no we'll see. I don't know, man. I'm no spring chicken. Uh, I think, I don't know. I don't know where it's at, but I am very aware of the fact that it like, the man buns like got this like douchey stink on it, but it feels like that's a decade ago or like eight years ago. And so I don't know where it's at now. I think maybe we're in a place where it's just like, yeah, people have it, they don't have it. But I'd be lying if I said I wasn't aware. So I put it up just so it's not my face, right? But if I'm like going to do something or something, I'll wear it down. When I do like, you have to pop out to the store or something and it's up, I am aware of what it looks like. And I am mm-hmm. a little bit like, ah, oh, fuck, do people think I'm an asshole? Like for also, a split second. You're also at a different point in your life, right? Like I, if there, it's the difference between like a 26 year old you know, having a man bun right now. Yeah. And then like a dad who's like 40 having a I'm man I'm a fucking bun. dad. Like, yeah. Like I'm like, nobody's trying to hang out with me. Like, I'm just like, you know, my hair's back. <laughs> my kids like it. My wife likes it. And that's goddamn enough for me. And I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the speech from plane strings yes, and automobiles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's a good point, Maxie. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think, Max? What, what do you think the view of a man bun is these days? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Sometimes when you, if you're like on TikTok and you're seeing these like uh, Gen Zs and they're like 
rocking all kind of haircuts that are like, oh, that that's back in. It's like the middle part or like <laughs> just like hair that was like just different. Mike's also doing the middle yeah, part. Yeah, just like different hairstyles that like existed a while ago. I'm like, oh, I guess that's back in. So it wouldn't be surprising to me if if I see a bunch of 21-year-olds rocking the man bun. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, you as a dad, it's, you know, it's a slightly different thing. <laughs> Want to see what I just started what? doing? I do. Oh, wow. Well, tell the people what that is. It's like, what? It's like a loafer with socks. I sh- it's Crocs, right? No, that's Crocs. These are Cro- Mark Myers. I saw him wearing them. I started getting jealous of people talking about the comfort. Mm. Are they them. that comfortable? And they're a good home slipper. So I wear them in the house. And if I have to take the garbage out, they've got a nice uh, sole where I can actually touch like concrete and whatnot. Uh, producer mm. Sarah in our new music video from Tegan Sarah is wearing Crocs too. They're, I think they're back. Yeah, they're kind of cool. They're what I was imagining if the man bun would be the corollary where they were very uncool mm-hmm. or they were came out like kind of cool, then became so uncool. And now they're cool again. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I like it. Anyway. Um, that's all. Okay. Well, let's, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Another great episode, guys. Another great hang. Maybe the best hang. Thanks so much, Nathan Nash, who puts this whole thing together. Thank you to Manager Ash. And guys, I guess we'll uh, see each other next week for the Bachelor trip. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.